This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, we're so pleased that you chose to join us today. So this is Allison K. Summers, and this is Disruptive CEO Nation. You can't run a business if you don't have loyal and engaged customers. And we have a guest with us today who has built a brand um, talking about not only customer relationships, but the heart of emotional engagement of your customers. So there might be some things that you can learn from him. Also, he has started a company in India, and he's now started a company in Silicon Valley, and so I can't wait for you to meet him. So it is absolutely my pleasure to introduce to you Rabbi Gupta, who is the one of the co-founders of EvaBot. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you so much, Alison, for having me. I'm really excited. Well, tell everybody what fantastic things EvaBot can do for businesses today. Yeah, so EvaBot is uh, an AI-powered gifting solution, but... We just don't do corporate gifts. What we do is we actually, on your behalf, get to know your customers and your employees. And then based on that knowledge, uh, we surprise them with amazing gifts. And then we also help you build relationships by uh, by helping you do like really, really thoughtful actions that you can perform with your customers or employees. I think this is interesting because like you said, it's important for our listeners to know this just isn't about corporate gifts. This just isn't about putting your logo on, on things. There's, there's, there's AI and technology running behind it. And, um, we always encourage people, if you're near a computer, take a look at evabot.com to know what we're talking about. But I was just saying before we started recording, I had a conversation with a comp, a gentleman who runs an IT services company, and we just happened to have him on site. He hadn't been on site in two and a half years. And he was talking wow. about the difficulty, yeah, of of how you maintain that kind of an engagement and that they were desperate for looking for new things and, and new ways. And so that's what appeals to me about what you're trying to do. Uh, tell us a little bit about the impetus for founding EvaBot. Where did the idea come from when you said, I can I can make this really a, a, a fill a niche business need? Yeah, yeah. For us, I mean, EvaBot is is like really a product that came out of our own needs. So when I, uh, as I said, like uh, you know, I first came to the US to, and and my whole dream was to build a new company from Silicon Valley. And as soon as I landed, I started meeting people. I realized how hard it was to build relationships, right? Uh, so typically, you know, you live in a country, you go to, you study there, you work at a company. 
Um, so you build all those relationships over five to 10 years, mm-hmm. right? And here I was just dropped into a new place. I just love this city. It was so vibrating and competitive. So I wanted to build a company from here. And soon I realized that, you know, to do that, either I have to go to a college. So I didn't have any money to do that. Or I have to work at another startup or another company to build those relationships. And then I can start my company. And I was like, man, I cannot do that because I don't have a business. I just have a business visa. I don't have a work permit. So I cannot work at a company. And um, I was in the process of selling my old company in India. So I knew that, you know, maybe there is a way where I could just start a new company. And then I realized the core problem was relationship building. Uh, And so like, even in India, I was like a really bad gifter. I mean, like no one really knows how to do gifts really well. It's like very few people who can do that. Uh, And, and to do that, you need to know the other person, right? If you, if Mm -hmm. you really want to do, you know, a great job at it. So for me, you know, I thought, you know, maybe I can use gifts as a way to hack my way into relationship building. And then I realized that to to send a very thoughtful gift, you need to know the person. Uh, so I came up with this idea that, you know, what if I actually text these people? So suppose I met you at an event and I feel that I need to build a relationship with you. Uh, next day, I'll send you a text acting as my own assistant saying, hey, you met Ravi yesterday at this event and he wants to send you a thank you gift. Uh, uh, would you like to chat me for a minute? And to my surprise, everyone was responding to that text. And I would get your number because I will take your business card or something. So, but no one expects a text like this, right? So when you get that text, you would, typically I was getting a very good response, like 99% of the people saying, oh yes, why not? Right. And then I would ask. I'm in for the gift. (laughs) Yeah. So that was the, like the hook, right? And then I used to ask them all these weird questions about their taste and preferences. Like, hey, do you like coffee, beer or wine? And, you know, how do you take your coffee? Where do you live? Are you free tomorrow between this time to this time? And then next day I would show up at that time with the with the proper gift because I knew what co- what type of coffee or beer things they liked. And then I would surprise them with the gift. They would never expect like that a real gift would arrive. Uh, so that was like my way of starting to build these relationships. Mm-hmm. And everyone loved that experience. They used to take photos with, with me and then, you know, talk about the experience on Twitter and all of these places. Um but, but then, you know, I did this with like to- almost 200 people over a period of six months. And then they started coming back to me saying, can, can I do this for my team? And can I do this for my clients? Then I realized that, you know, the, the problem that I was solving for myself is also a problem that all these businesses are also facing. And this was even pre-COVID, right? Even pre-COVID people, people I mean, it's very hard for you as a business to, to know what your employees or clients like and keep that in mind all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. It's almost humanly impossible. So, and then even if you know that, how do you solve the logistics, right? Of sending something, right? Which is thoughtful. So that was the genesis of the idea. And uh, uh, because it came from our own needs and we like after that uh, point, we have built this company on that, that the sole philosophy of relationship building. Uh, the way we work with our customers is is the same. Uh, so yeah, so for us, it became more of a natural thing that we are solving a problem for ourselves that we realize, you know, millions of others also need to need to use this. Well, and you're having some good success. Um, I know you're in the B2B space. You said you have more than a thousand customers, which many of them are Fortune 500 um, companies. You, if I have this correct, you've done your Series A uh, and you are on your on your way. 
I want to ask you if you said that in the early days you um, received a lot of support from Boost VC. So can you tell us a little bit about how that helped you and, and what it did for you in terms of forming your company and, and getting out there and, and moving the brand along? Yeah. So as I said, like, uh, because uh, I was trying all of this on my own and then my other uh, friend who is, again, like my other co-founder, Satwik, he joined me here. So both of us were running around San Francisco, giving these coffees, beers and wines to people. <laughs> uh, and then one of the people we gave wine to was Adam. And then Adam was like, hey, this is a cool idea. Why don't you join our accelerator? And we'll also give you some money. And we were like, oh, yeah, we need money. <laughs> you know, and, and they said, oh, by the way, we'll also give you office space and a place to live. And I said, like, why not? Let's just go. So that was the uh, that was like really the beginning because it was uh, in 2017 this, when we got into. This just seems like such a dream for so many people, like being discovered on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know there was more to it, but you make it sound so simple. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so when I, when we met Boost VC, you know, we got into the accelerator, we got some money, we got like really good guidance on, you know, what to build. Uh, before we met them, we were actually doing hand deliveries of coffees, beers and wines. But after meeting them, you know, they, they suggested that, hey, we, we start doing drop shipping because then gifting is really not local. Gifting is always like, uh -huh. um, you know, non-local by, by design, right? Like you're sending gift to someone else. So you don't know where they live. So but then we started doing drop shipping and that is when we started, you know, then that was the point when it started taking off and we realized that we can actually build a company out of it. So I want to flip and ask about these co-founders because you're in a business that is focused on emotional engagement and relationship building. So tell us a little bit about the relationships with your co-founders and how you define the specific roles that you're all doing? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, you know, we are four co-founders. Uh, a lot of the time you will hear that they are like, these are too many co-founders, you will fight and, you know, <laughs> bad, something bad will happen. Uh, for me, it is more like, you know, we are friends. Uh, so three of us are from the same college. We went, like, we know each other for more than, I think now, 20 years. Uh, uh, and so I started my previous company with one of these friends, Ashish. Um, so he was the CTO in my previous company. Uh, we worked together, but we were always in touch with our third friend, Satvik, because he always wanted to start a company, but he never did. He, he joined a, a large corporation. Uh, and then while, when I moved to Silicon Valley, he said, hey, this is something exciting that you're doing. I want to join. Uh, so he joined at that point. Uh, and he joined when his wife was pregnant, you know, he left all his medical benefits in India and in, he came to us without any medical. So we had no Medicare, nothing. Uh, so this was like, so that gives you some idea that, you know, we have been through worse, right? Like, so whatever happens now is always like, um, you know, and, uh, good journey. So, so. And then the third, fourth co-founder, uh, again, like worked with us in the previous company. So we have known him for like four or five years and all of us had different skills. Like, mm. so Satvik is more, more into sales and growth of the company. I am more into product, uh, ideation, uh, financing. Ashish does all technology and Akshay does all the operations. And because of that, we were able to build a, a full stack company right we are not just a software solution we are also the logistics behind gifting so we do everything end to end and we wouldn't we wouldn't have been able to do if we were not like four co-founders with different skills 
No, I love that. And and today you you were sharing with me that you have team members in in the US, India, Canada and Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully you've now inserted some Irish gifts into your into your line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I want to do this compare and contrast of running a business in a startup in India versus running a business in a, a startup in the US. Um, any kind of key differences and or just lessons learned that from the India venture that you were able to do better in the U.S.? Yeah. So at that time, India was like really, um, really early ecosystem for startups, like 2011, 2010, 2011, when we started the first company. Um, so so there was not much in India at that time. But India has changed a lot in the past three, four years. It is like the fastest growing startup uh, economy. So uh, during that time, the most of the uh, learnings were about the product, like how to build a product. And then uh, for the first three years, we didn't make any revenue in that product. And the fourth year we made the revenue, then we realized that we should always start with a company that makes revenue from day one. And that was the learning we we used in EvaBot where we were making money from day one. Um, and then, you know, um, the other, like, it's it's a very, uh, I mean, there are some uh, things that are very, very easy in the U.S., like doing business in the U.S. is very easy. Uh, people generally accept new ideas, uh, you know, whether it's coming from, you know, an immigrant or, or like Native people, it doesn't matter. Like, that is a great thing about uh, this country. So, so we were able to see those stark differences, like, there was a lot of freedom to do stuff, to try stuff that you typically don't get in India. Like mm. uh, a lot of challenges, day-to-day challenges, your internet internet will not work, your electricity will be out. So you are basically, you're, fun, you're, you're always uh, worrying, uh, you're always worried about the fundamental things. Here you have all those things sorted so you can actually, you know, think about bigger problems, solving uh, bigger things. Uh, so that has been the biggest learning that, you know, um, one thing was about product that we learned, you know, how to build a product, how to make it work from day one, how to make revenues from day one. But then the other thing that there is a stark difference between India and US. Uh, so when you work from US, things are like way, way easier. Yeah. And more expensive, you know, so there's this piece about, yeah, like you said, needing to make money from day one. Let's talk about what you perceive as your growth trajectory and your marketing strategies that you're employing to get there. Can you give us a little insight into that? Yeah. So uh, we are all about, first of all, product-led growth. Uh, So we have a product that has the potential uh, to be viral because when you send a gift to someone, they don't get a gift directly. They first chat with Eva, they engage with Eva, right, to give their preferences. So we, we actually make the emotional connection. Uh, with the gift recipient. So suppose you are sending a gift to someone, that person is going to get a gift, but before that, they will make a personal or emotional engagement or connection with Eva, right? So there is a huge brand visibility there. Uh, so most of our customers started coming like that. So when you send a gift to someone, they might like it and they might want to use it for their customers. Um, so that was the first way in which we grew. And then we started figuring out okay, who is using for what use case, right? We saw uh-huh. that real estate agents were using it for closing gifts, mortgage uh, loan officers were is u- using it for closing gifts. So then we started uh, marketing to those people. Uh, so we did Facebook marketing for real estate agents. And then we started doing um, 
sales, right? Inbound, uh, uh, outbound sales uh, for mortgage as well. Recently, then from there, what happened? Real estate agents and mortgage agents were sending closing gifts to like really high up people at say Microsoft who just bought a house, right? This person gets a gift from Eva. And this person is like, hey, I love this product. Let me introduce this to Microsoft, right? And so he introduced us to someone uh, like an executive assistant at Microsoft, and then they started using it. So we started getting into all these like large companies because of the experience of the product. And then we we are now building a sales process around it. So, so now we have idea about our customers who uses us for what use case. And then uh, there, is an, there is an entry already uh, with these companies. So... So then we are like putting all our sales effort behind these um, companies where we are already present and mm-hmm. we can grow much faster. Well, I appreciate that, that, that story. And it is about watching, um, you know, keeping an eye on your organic growth and, and your data. What new markets would you like to get into that where, where you're not currently, but you believe there's an application? Yeah. As you rightly pointed out initially that, you know, um, Remote is is a huge thing now. Because of remote work, you have clients all over the world and you have employees all over the world, right? Uh, and that is why we might have, so one is one is that aspect that, you know, uh, we should be able to uh, deliver globally. Uh, the other thing is uh, we should be able to understand people in different countries, right? Everyone has different, you know, context, different, um, you know, uh, culture. So, so people might not like certain things in certain countries, right? So, mm-hmm. so basically you have the opportunity to learn about different cultural, you know, cultural differences and stuff. And then using that uh, also as an insight uh, for the gift sender. Like, so businesses uh, can at scale learn more about their people than they could ever do, right? So one person in US might not have any idea about what people like or or how people behave in India, right? But using an AI, you can do that. So so we are actually putting that brain behind thoughtfulness that doesn't exist right now. Well, thank you for sharing. Hey, I want to ask you, where do you go to rejuvenate your leadership knowledge or your business knowledge any any books any websites any podcasts any and where do you go to boost your own um energy yeah so first of all there are a lot of great online resources um you know of course youtube on twitter i follow say paul graham uh other like investors founders who share like great insights uh in terms of books i recently read build by Tony Fadell, which was pretty amazing, you know, told you everything about how to start and run a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I do a bunch of things. I don't do like one particular thing, but you know, again, also the other thing I do is talk to other founders who have been there, done that. Um, I also believe strongly in, you know, coaching. So, uh, so I have a coach, uh, you know, informal, uh, and then I go to him whenever I need him. So, so yeah, there are a lot of ways in which I try to, you know, gain knowledge about leadership. So no regrets leaving India and coming to start a company in the U.S. No, I love it. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Hey, we like to ask our guests, I mean, we we did already talk about this a little bit, but 
But in your business goals, if we came back and talked to you in two or three years, what would be the story? Is are are there more more business lines? Where, where do you hope to be in the next two to three years? Yeah, uh, that's a perfect question for this time because uh, you know we started like the original idea was uh, we'll always help businesses build better relationships, and this has become truer after COVID. Like it's getting mm-hmm. harder and harder. Uh, so we started with gifts, but gift was just a hook, like just the uh, starting point of building the relationship. Uh, and Eva has the opportunity to learn about your customers and employees when you're sending them gifts. Now what we are doing is the new product that we are launching. Um, it's going to launch next month. So this product is all about how do you accelerate relationship building? So it starts with the first gift, but then it starts doing amazing things. For example, uh, you know, uh, it will tell you that, hey, you have five customers who live in Highland Park where there was a shooting recently. So you should send them a thoughtful email. And it will also help you write the email. It will say that, hey, you have have 10 employees living in New York area who have pets. So maybe you can create an affinity group and they can talk about their pets together, right, in a group. Uh, You can actually do one-click Uber Eats lunch which is not a gift card, by the way. You can actually send very personalized lunches to all of your team members. It doesn't matter where they live, just by clicking a button. So we are actually making the product uh, actionable so that all that data we gather on your customers or your employees is actionable and you are able to use that data to build better relationships. So that is where we will be. Yeah, Yeah. that would be, uh, I think very helpful because I do happen to work for an organization. Um, it's a membership organization. Um, in my day job, I'm an executive director of, an, of a global nonprofit. And we do try to keep track of like global events and world events and send them thoughtful messages. And I don't have a good way to do it right now. Yep. So I can see a lot of interesting applications there for, for different businesses um, when it comes to things like that. Hey, it has been such a delight to to get to know you and to learn more about EvaBot and where you're where you're going next. Do you see yourself um, sticking with it and really, as you said, expanding expanding the product lines? Do you have an itch to start a third side hustle after having started two companies? <laughs> what do you, What do you think is in your future there? Yeah, I think this is the company. I mean, this is again like an idea that you know you get once in a lifetime. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is that idea. And the problem we are solving is fundamental problem. Uh, it's not something like superficial, like 10 minutes grocery delivery <laughs> so, problem, like solution in search of a problem. So because we believe that we are solving a very fundamental problem and the world is changing uh, with technology and after COVID. So we are in the right place at the right time. So we just want to do this for next maybe 100 years. Ah, we love that for you. Hey, if people want to reach out to you, connect with you, find out more, where should they go? What should they do? So you can go to uh, Twitter and find me at Rabi underscore Eva, or you can just find Try Eva Bot. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, you, you should be able to find me easily, Rabi Gupta. Thank you so, so much. And to our listeners, yeah, do reach out to him on LinkedIn um, so that you can watch his company growth. I think it's going to be exciting. And if you are a business builder and want some tips on uh, building your business, pick up my book, um, Building Your Brand, Make Business Happen in a Global Economy. It is on Amazon. Until then, keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Robbie, thank you again so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.